0: I hope you enjoy the following conversation with josh david a finance manager and someone who has overcome a lot to get to where they are in life please enjoy thanks for listening to auto Salesware. but now that gives us a chance to do a, uh, a little follow-up so um, basically you know i just want to start with you know how you got in the car business
1: well, there's the short version of that and there's the long version of it, right? <laughs> um, so I, I guess maybe I'll uh, give you kind of like a, a, a medium version, right? So for, for the longest time, I worked in, in the restaurant industry, mostly just waiting tables and stuff like that, and uh, I, had, uh, I was working at Applebee's by the Lloyd Center, which is in, in Portland here, and uh got let go from my job. And uh there's a, a real crazy story behind that, but maybe we should save that for another time. Uh but basically uh, a friend of mine um knew I was talking to him, told him I got him let go from my job, and uh he said, you know, Josh, I think you'd be really good at selling cars. Uh, and he worked at a car dealership and, um, suggested that I come down there and, uh, meet with some of the management team there and, um, see what I thought, see what they thought of me. And, um, that's what I did. I went down there and, uh, and I applied for a job and, you know, didn't know whether it was going to work out or if I was going to be successful doing it, but, um, I figured I'd give it a shot. I didn't really have anything else going on and, and I was tired of doing what I was doing and it was time for a change. So, um, went down there, interviewed, uh, talked to some really good people and and they said, you know, we'll give you a shot. We'll, we'll give you a job and, um, and hired me and I went to work
0: basically. Were, Were you nervous at first or did you ever have any inclination? Like, what did you think about selling cars? Really? So,
1: I don't think I was really nervous. Um, I think that you know, when you know we walk through life, we we develop uh, you know certain skill sets, and, and a lot of those skill sets can be transferable to what you're currently doing. You just have to figure out how to apply those certain skills to what you're doing, and, and then it's like riding a bike again, I guess. So, you know, I coming from the restaurant industry, that's what, you know, car sales really is, is customer service. Um, I was always working to, you know, get a better tip from the customer that I was serving food to. So, you know, what there's really not a whole big difference of, of, you know, helping somebody, uh, purchase a car. Um, I think, uh, you know, when I was, when I first started selling cars, um, one of the, uh, managers at the dealership, uh, sat me down and, uh, and, and he said, Josh, I want to let you in on a little secret. Um, you were hired to be a car salesman, but it is not your job to sell cars. Um, and, and that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. It was, uh, really weird that, because, uh, because it went against everything that they said I was there to do. Right. Um, And I was like, well, what do you mean? It's not my job to sell cars. And he said, well, Josh, your only job is to help somebody find a car that they would consider buying Um, because you don't have any control out of of all the other factors that go into selling a car. Like you don't have any control over what the price of the car is. You don't have any control over uh, the person's credit if they're trying to finance the car. Um, you don't have any control over what their trade in is worth. You don't have any control over any of those things. Your only job is to help somebody find a car that they would uh, consider buying. So it's customer service. Put on a smile, make a friend, um, and then know about what you're talking about at the same
0: time. Did that come easy for you with those who don't know you? You're what six foot five so I'm, I'm a little over six, six.
1: Um, you know, I, I started working at a Toyota dealership and I will tell you, it was not fun on hot days, cramming into the back of a Prius C on test drives. Um, also, uh, you know, I can come across a little intimidating to people, um, you know, at, at first look, right. But, um, you know, I, I think that once I started to talk to people and once people kind of uh, figured out that, that, that I'm not here to, to, you know, scare you into buying a car, I'm here to, you know, help you figure out what you want to do, uh, most people were receptive to it.
0: And nobody really starts off their lives thinking that they want to sell cars. What did you think that you wanted to do when you were growing up?
1: Well, um, a lot of different things, you know, I mean, when you're small and you want to be a, a firefighter or a policeman or astronaut or something like that. Right. Um, you know, my dad sold cars, um, for a really, really long time. Um, and, and, and that was after him and my mother had separated. So, so I didn't, I didn't really know a lot about what he was doing other than he sold cars. Right. So, Um, I went to college, uh, at Southern Oregon university, uh, and I was a music major. Um, that's what, that's what, what my plan was. Right. So, uh, I got a degree in music education and I got a degree in, uh, music performance and the plan was always to, you know, use one of those and and maybe be a music teacher or, you know, play professionally, uh, and, and, um, you know, certain life decisions led me down, uh, a road that didn't really, uh, have that as part of the plan. guess Simple way to say it.
0: And so that's uh, what kind of instrument instruments or what kind of music was this? What were you doing?
1: So i played a lot of jazz saxophone, um, I played in the rogue Valley symphony. Um, I played at Brit festivals. I played for the Oregon Shakespeare festival. Um, I I, I did a a lot of different things, Um, you know, played in some pit orchestras for some musicals. Um, And and, uh, that was mostly during my, my college career. Right. So, uh, you know, going to school in a, in a, you know, smaller town, uh, like Ashland, Oregon, which beautiful place. Uh, if you haven't been there, I definitely recommend going there. Uh, lots of stuff to do, but, uh, it's a really, uh, artsy town, uh, with a lot of different things to do as far as that kind of stuff is concerned. So, uh, played a lot, did a lot, went to school. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, so, all, all different kinds of things.
0: Is that near Shasta? Josh
1: Shasta is in California. Mount Shasta is in California.
0: So Ashland so. is, uh, or this, that's not Southern enough or
1: Ashland's about 10 miles north of the uh, California border is where it's 10, 20 miles north of the California border. Um, Mount Ashland is in Ashland though. Um, where uh, you know, it's a ski resort stuff like that
0: okay so this is quite this is not that area really at all then no not really okay and so is it it like a um, is it a place where there's dorms and stuff where you party at college or is it a um, smaller type setting
1: so Southern Oregon University is to my knowledge or at least it was at the time the only college campus that has a bar on campus Um, and that's because it the campus was built around this uh, bar that has just been there for years and years and years and years and years. So kind of has a little reputation of a party school. Um, But I I lived in the dorms uh, my freshman year and uh, ended up uh, moving out of the dorms, the beginning of my sophomore year um, to live with some, uh, a couple buddies that I had met when I was going to school.
0: And you still play the saxophone at all? Or did you give that up?
1: you know, uh, I do play. It's more of a, of a, of a pleasure thing than a, than a income thing. Um, so definitely. Yeah.
0: What's your, does your family like it when you play the saxophone you ever play for them?
1: So, so my wife, uh, rags on me a lot, actually. She says that I don't do it enough. Um, and, uh, it, you know, there's – I got a little 19-month-old maniac running around here now, so that's added a new level of busyness to off time. So it uh, allows for, for less of that, but uh, definitely there should be more of that.
0: Yeah, and I want to ask a couple of questions about him a little bit later. But So after college, and uh, in talking with you before, you had mentioned some time of spending – uh some of your i don't know if it's your youth or when you're when you're a little older than that and and i almost think it was before you got in the car business not too long before that that you spent some time on the streets so towards the end of
1: college um i i developed quite the addiction um managed to graduate through all of that um and uh knew that something needed to change Um, and I thought that the, uh, way for me to change it was to get out of the area. So, so I moved from Ashland to Portland, um, and everything went really, really well for the first little while that I was here in in the Portland area. Um, but everything, uh, came back even, uh, even greater. Right. So, so I'm not like embarrassed about my past or, have any kind of reservations about telling anybody what happened or what was going on. But, um, basically I, uh, had a really bad heroin addiction, right. Um, you know, happens to a lot of people. It's started off with painkillers from, from a surgery and then kind of progressed from there. Um, and it led me to do things that I never thought I'd do. Um, it led me to places that I'd never thought I'd be, um, on September 3rd of 2012, um, I was homeless, didn't have anywhere to go, didn't know what I was going to do. Um, and September 3rd, 2012, I I checked myself into a detox facility here in Portland. Um, and that's kind of where this whole path and journey really started this second part of my life. Um, from the, uh, detox center, um, a guy came and interviewed me from a, uh, like a a recovery program here, here in Portland. And he said, you know, uh, Josh, I think you'd be a real good fit for, um, for what we have going on here. It's basically, they give you a place to live. And, um, help you get back on your feet and and teach you some life skills. Um, And, and, and so that's what I did. Right. I, I, I didn't have any other, I didn't see any other options at that point. Right. I was tired of uh, running. I was tired of being tired. um, And I was tired of doing the the same thing over and over and over again. Right. So I, I graduated college in uh, 2005. So from, 2005 to 2012, I was running around, uh, causing havoc to, to me, my family. Um, and basically I, I was of no value to anybody that I was around. Right. Um, it was about, um, what could you do for me? And, uh, and, and I just couldn't contribute. Right. I I wasn't, uh, uh, productive or responsible member of society. And um, I did everything that I could do to uh, continue down that path. Right. Uh, Until it basically the consequences just became too great. Right. Um, It got to a point where, where. Where I just didn't know what to do. Right. And I needed somebody to tell me this is what you should do. And I needed to have uh, a role model and an example uh, of what to do. And that's kind of what this uh, recovery program gave me um, and kind of taught me um, because I was operating at 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 an animalistic level at that point. You know, I mean, it was trying to do everything that I could do just to survive and get by day by day.
0: And so did they place you at, at Applebee's or was there some odds and end job in between there? So, so the
1: funny thing is, is, uh, I had, uh, worked at an, at different Applebee's, uh, prior to, uh, when I first came to Portland, basically. Um, that was the, it was going pretty well kind of time when I first got here. Right. And, uh, Basically, this program, they, they like It's uh, like I said, basically, they give you, you know, a, a few months to six months. It's, I mean, it's different for everybody how long uh, your process takes, right? But um, basically, uh, five to six months into the whole thing, they were like, okay, Josh, I think it's, you know, appropriate for you probably go look for a job, and start saving up some money so you can, uh, you know, have a place when you are, when you leave here. Um, and I was, uh, you know, no car, no transportation. So it was like, what's close, right? What's close to where I am. What's close to home base. Right. And, um, I was walking around, uh, they have, a uh, an employ an employment center that's associated with the program where they help you put together a resume. And like I had, uh, like when I went into the, uh, treatment program, I had, like half a backpack full of clothes. Right. So they have another, uh, another place where, uh, you can go get some clothes so you can get it. You know, it's all hand-me-downs, like a goodwill for, for the program type of thing. And, and I went and, uh, you know, like we said earlier, I'm, I'm six, six, a big guy. So there's not a whole lot of stuff on the rack that'll, uh, that'll fit me that's donated. Right. So, but I was able to find a, you know, a pair of slacks and a button down shirt and, um, Pair of dress shoes, and, and I would just get on the max uh, with my honored citizens uh, bus pass, and um, you know started passing out resumes, and and I was walking around down by the Lloyd Center, and um, walking past the Applebee's that used to be there. I think it's closed now. I'm not quite sure, um, but one of my bosses. Uh, from back in the day at the old Applebee's happened to be the manager at that Applebee's and he was outside and he just happened to see me and he was like, Hey Josh, what are you doing? And I was like, Oh, I'm just out passing out resumes looking for a job. And he was like, Oh, why don't you just work here? So, uh, so yeah, I mean that, that's what I did. Um, and then, and then that was the last job that I had before I uh, started selling cars.
0: Cool. And so what do you think was the big thing that you learned, um, you know, in in the restaurant business that helped you in in the car business?
1: You know, I, I mean, really just, just being friendly, being able to communicate with people, um, being able to multitask, um, you know, I mean, there, like, like I was saying earlier, there's all kinds of transferable skills that you can use from all walks of life that can Translate directly to whatever you're currently doing. It's just learning how to apply them appropriately.
0: For sure, and you know, can you talk a little bit about? I mean, for one, where does a guy? You mentioned you know you're six six. Uh, where do you shop for not just Applebee's, but even when you when you're buying like you know nice night nice, because you dress nice in the car business. Where do you shop?
1: So, um, I have a, a lot of. I've been blessed and fortunate in the car business to where, um, I can get a lot of my clothes tailored. Um, so that's currently what the majority of my, uh, wardrobe uh, is, but I'll tell you when I first started, um, you know, I had a little bit of, of tip money set up, but I needed to wear something nicer than what I was wearing at Applebee's. So actually I, uh, I got a lot of the stuff that I started off, uh, wearing in the car business at, um, at Burlington Coat Factory. Uh, they had some, you know, large size button down shirts and some slacks and, and not for too expensive. Um, and it's really funny that you should, uh, you should bring up the clothing thing. Um, the general manager of the car dealership that I was working at, uh, he would always have his tailor come to the dealership and he would get tailored for suits and stuff like that. And, um, some of us would kind of rag on him saying, Oh, we could never have anything like that. And we would just kind of give him a hard time. So he, uh, ended up putting out a spiff one month that the top sales guy, uh, got to spend $3,000 with his tailor to get whatever he wanted, shirts, pants, um, uh, whatever, whatever. That was, that was the bonus for the month. Um, and I ended up uh, winning that bonus that month. And, um, you know, getting in and out of cars and stuff like that is kind of hard on clothes sometimes. So a lot of people would be surprised how many uh, pairs of pants salesmen might go through. But uh, I decided that, you know, I still had all my Burlington Coat Factory shirts, which, which, you know, when pressed and dry cleaned and stuff like that looked just fine. So I said, I, I want all pants. I want I as many pants, pairs of pants that I can get. <laughs> and uh, for, for that amount, not knowing uh, what it would cost. And then, and, and I can't remember whether it was four or five pairs of pants is what I ended up with. And um, when I got them, um, none of them fit right. They uh, all had to be uh, retailed because they were all too short. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it took forever to get them too. It was like uh,
0: not not a priority, I guess. So It can't be easy, man. I tell you what. I mean, you know it's not like you can just go to the the rack and buy stuff. Uh, direct for the most part, right?
1: Shoes is really the hardest part, right? Because if you're going to be on your feet a lot, you got to wear something that's um, comfortable, right? And, um, you know, when you have a a size 14 shoe, you you don't really shop in stores for shoes. Um, Shoes are all online, right? And like, there's this there's this whole saying in the car business where like if a, if a, if a customer doesn't want to test drive a car you, you make the joke well you wouldn't buy a pair of shoes without trying them on first I buy shoes all the time without trying them on first and it's kind of a uh, kind of luck of the draw and usually uh, you stick to uh, the the same kind of shoes that worked before right
0: but um, yeah well let's change course a little bit you talked about. Uh, your son, what is, what does being a father taught you?
1: Patience. I mean, I think I was, you know, uh, pretty patient to be, to begin with, um, just, you know, going through all the things and, and coming from where I came from and, you know, but, uh, you know, I always wanted to have kids. I never knew if I was going to, right. Um, I never knew if, if I, if I would meet somebody that I wanted to have a kid with or wanted to have a kid with me or, uh, you know, or even if I was, you know, to be honest with you, if I was going to be alive the next year. Right. So, you know, it's, it's the greatest thing that I've ever done. Right. Um, I love playing with the guy. He he's, he's a handful um like i go to work every day and uh you know work the hours that we work um i can't imagine uh the patience that my wife has right cuz she's here with him all day um so you know he's uh he's into dinosaurs currently um and we got these little reusable stickers that he sticks all over everything, everything, but they just like peel right off. And then he'll do that. Um, he really likes, uh, throwing things off of our deck, uh, that we have here, um, at the house. And I mean, when I say throwing things, he, he throws every, he'll throw, he'll throw his bottle off the thing. He'll throw, uh, toys, cups, everything. And then like, once every other day, I'll 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 go downstairs, collect everything, bring it back upstairs, clean it, um, and uh, and yeah, it's uh, you know it's the fatherhood and it's the next great adventure, you know.
0: So, do you ever fear for him when you know, especially during all this time when people are stuck at home? Do you ever feel like your wife might just kill him?
1: <laughs> well, I don't, I don't think that she'd do all that. Um, you know, my, you know, it takes a special kind of person to be home all day with a toddler, you know? And, uh, and he climbs on everything and, and wants to jump off everything. And, uh, you know, it's like, whenever, it, whenever he's awake, it's like, you have to, uh, watch him every second right because he's he's always trying to do something um we got the baby gates and the outlook covers and the the drawers that you know have the magnet thing that you close and you know but baby proofing can only go so far
0: yeah what does he like to do? Is he into music like you or um, other than dinosaurs? Uh, you, is he going to get the size where he can play some football or basketball? What's he going to do? So, you know, we're
1: just going to let him do whatever he, whatever he wants to do. I don't, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think that our parenting style is going to allow us to push him in one direction or another. Um, he'll know that he's loved. He'll know that he has uh, the support to do whatever he wants to do. Um, my wife says no football uh, mm-hmm. because of all the, uh, you know, head injury stuff. Oh, yeah. um, but I'm not so sure about that. If he, if, I think that if he wants to play, then.
0: There's some pretty serious leagues that are starting now that are uh, basically, um, you know, hit free and, uh, that are, that are really competitive leagues, uh, for football that, uh, if you're ever interested, I have really good connections, uh, because of, uh, my son's quarterback coach. Uh, he actually started a seven on seven league. That is a, a really competitive, uh, flag league. And then they have professional leagues basically beyond that, that are, um, tackle free somewhat. So, mm-hmm. but, uh, so what's next for you as far as, uh, the car business i mean you're you're in finance right now and where do you see yourself going with this
1: you know that that's a really that's a really tough question to to answer really right i mean when when you move up in the car business and, and, and you get the next job you're you're always at least in my mind have your eye on the next job after that right but um sometimes there's nothing wrong with you know doing what you're doing and being really good at it, right? Um, because people will notice and then sometimes maybe you, you, you skip a, a step, right? Or, um, you know, the, the nice thing about my current position is, you know, I, I think as long as you're managing yourself and your time appropriately and getting everything done that you're supposed to do, Um, nobody really messes with you, you know what I mean? And that's kind of, uh, one of the, one of the nice things about what I'm currently doing, right. Is, uh, as long as I'm doing my job, um, it's not a whole bunch of reporting back and forth and and things like that. Right. But I guess like the, the whole goal is, is to, you know, do something like, uh, like you're doing or, or, um, maybe, uh, Maybe running a store one day, right? Um, you know I have a lot of time, I have a lot to learn. Um, so so basically, not rushing into anything, but uh, definitely keeping my eye out for the right opportunities in the right places if that makes sense.
0: yeah, no, that's very wise, and you have a very good uh, temperament about you and grasp, and it's probably a lot of it comes from really your life experiences and knowing what you've got.
1: Well, you know, like, like we said earlier, um, you know, a little less than eight years ago, I was homeless, right? The, the car business is is real personal to me because it has afforded me the opportunity to have a life that I never thought that I would have, you know? Um, We'll do a, a follow-up at some point where, where you'll see the new house. But, you know, my first car was uh, a 1998 Geo Prism that I b- barely fit in, right? And now I drive uh, a brand-new Tundra every day, right? Um, my wife never has to work a, a day in her life if she doesn't want to. Um, I was able to uh, purchase this new house and, and, and move my mom in. Um, to where she could be around her grandkid, who was until you know a month ago thousands of a uh, thousand miles away from her. Right, so uh, you know, plenty of space for everybody, and you know, I'm just really excited as as my son gets older that um, you know he'll never have to uh, worry about the things. That, that I worried about growing up, right? Uh, he'll never, um, you know, want or or, or need for anything. Um, you know, we're we're Carbis is the the best kept secret uh, from 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 everybody, right? We get this uh, sometimes. We get this real bad reputation of being these, uh, you know crazy people who are, you know, taking advantage of people and doing things, uh, inappropriate. But I mean, it, it, if somebody's out there watching it, I, I'd, I'd like you to, to, to come look at where, where you and I work Josh and, and see how we operate there. And, um, you know, I go to work with integrity and, and I, I come home and I'm and able to sleep just fine. Um, you know,
0: well, that's a, that is a long, you said eight years ago, you were homeless. Yeah. Eight years ago. And what would you say to someone getting into the car business? In other words, you've, you've worked your way up pretty quickly and how did you get into finance? So (laughs) that's a, that's a,
1: that's a story too, right? (laughs) So, uh, Basically, I, I, I was I was selling cars and and uh, was doing a pretty good job, and I I was generally the number one or number two car salesman as far as volume was concerned at, at the store that I was working at, and um, and I and I and I wanted more, right? That, that just kind of got a, a taste for everything, right? And so generally the process is you sell cars and then maybe you go to be a closer and then maybe you do finance after that. And then maybe you do sales manager after that. And you know, there's kind of a, of a ladder, right. And, um, I didn't want to be, I didn't really want to be a closer. Um, I, 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 I just didn't. So basically I went to the uh, finance director at the store that I was working at. And I said, Hey, I want to be a finance manager. How do I do that? Right. Because what I have uh, found out over, over the course of my life is if you, if you want to do something, you ask the people who are currently doing it, how to do it. Right. Um, Because, you know, you can have all these ideas and, but you need to receive the information from the people that are currently doing what you want to be doing. Right. So, and that, and that goes for everything. If you want to be a good dad, talk to somebody who you think is a good dad. If you want to be a good car salesman, talk to somebody uh, that is a good car salesman. Um, if you want to grow a huge, nice, big vegetable garden, talk to some, you know, I mean, you got to take, get the information from somebody who's doing it. Right. So basically um, basically what the finance director said is he's like, Josh, if you ever want to be a finance manager, um, you need to, uh, make sure all your paperwork is straight. When you have a deal, come back to a finance manager's office, they shouldn't be calling you or, you know, saying, Hey, I need this VIN inspection sheet or, Hey, I need a car insurance thing. It should all be there. Right. Because if you can't do it out there, what makes you think that you can do it in here? Um, and the other thing that he said is, uh, you know, we're called finance managers, but really what we are, are finance and insurance managers. So an F and I manager, right? So he said that you needed to be, uh, knowledgeable on all the different insurances that are available for, uh, finance managers to talk to customers about. Um, because it, it, you know, if you're not knowledgeable about those things out there, what makes you think you can do them in here? So I was like, okay, good, good talk. Thanks for, uh, for telling me what I need to do. So I concentrated on it really, really hard. And, um, you know, I was, uh, anytime one of the finance managers there would let me sit in on a deal just to kind of hear what they were saying, I was doing that. And I was putting forth the effort and, and showing, uh, you know, the, the people who make those decisions that that's what I wanted to do. Um, you know, we do a, a, uh, a, a finance Friday thing. We haven't been doing it lately, but, um, where, you know, one of the finance managers talks to all the salespeople at the dealership that we work at. And, um, and, you know, I, I tell those guys, you know, in order for me to take the next step from where I am, there has to be somebody that's ready to take my job. So I say, please come take my job from me. That That's what, that's what I tell them is please come take my job from me. Um, So basically what happened was um, uh, a finance manager uh, job became available at the dealership that I was working at. And and I thought that I was, uh, you know, doing a really good job at all the different things that I was told to do in order to, you know, get a job like that. somebody about getting that job. And, um, and so, and so I heard, so I went into the finance director's office immediately and I was like, Hey, I, you know, I really want this job. I really want this opportunity. Please allow me to, to do this. Um, I, I won't let you down. And he said, uh, Josh, I don't, I don't think you're ready. I don't think it's a good idea because I I w I hadn't been in the car business for very long at that point. Like uh, maybe maybe, maybe a little less than a year, maybe like 11 months, 11 months. Right. And he's like, Josh, I don't, I don't think you're ready yet. I don't think you're ready. And, uh, you know, I was really disappointed. Um, but I still really wanted the job. So, so, uh, I did what you're never supposed to do in the car business is I went over his head. Right. <laughs> so, so I went to the, I went to the general sales manager and I was like, Hey, I, I, there's a, a finance manager job available. We all know there's a finance job uh, available And, um, and and I, and I think I'm the guy, I think I'm, I'm, I'm the one to, to fill, fill those shoes. And the general sales manager said, well, Josh, you know, you're doing a real good job at selling cars. You're, you know, the, in the, in the top couple, uh, of who's here at the store. Um, but I don't think that you're ready for it yet. That was his response. Right. So, so, you know, really disappointed, really disappointed. Didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, you know, cause, cause it was kind of an ego blow. Right. Um, so then I did the thing that you're never, ever, ever supposed to do and that's go over that person's head. <laughs> so, uh, I went to the general manager and, uh, I, I said, you know, I know there's a finance manager job. I, I, I really want it. I think I'm the guy for the job. And, um, and, and I told him, I was like, if you don't let me have the job, I'm going to quit. <laughs> um, and he was like, you know, Josh, you, you do a really good job and, uh, you know, we don't want to lose you. Um, I'll give you a shot. So uh, didn't really go about it the way that I would recommend anybody else to go about it. Um, but that that's how it happened. That's how, that's how I went from uh, salesperson to finance manager
0: hey man you it worked for you and uh, you know that shows that you wanted something and you, you basically found a way to get it you know and and nothing stopped you so what would you say uh, what does the car business look like in the future is it anything noticeable to you that's going to change
1: you know I'm kind of uh, a proponent of uh, if it's not if it's not broken don't fix it right? Um, I think that there's a lot of things that a, a lot of dealers could do differently, but um, I'm actually pretty blessed to, to be in the place where I'm at, right? We got a, a, a team of, of great people that are all working in the same direction. Um, and, and, and I'm sure that, you know, as, as technology advances, as, we get through this COVID thing as you know. More curveballs come along the way. I mean, we're we're adaptable people, um, and we'll continue to adapt to whatever challenges are given to us. But you know, I honestly don't see uh, the human interaction of the car business leaving anytime soon. That's what a, a lot of people say. Is you know, why do we need Car salespeople. Why do we need uh, finance managers? Why do why don't we just go and, and hit a button on the internet and then the car shows up, right? Um, it's it's you know I, I I sit in an office all day and, and, and you know sign contracts and do paperwork and stuff like that and and I work at the dealership but I don't know half the stuff. That uh, these salespeople know about these cars, right? Um, so, so I don't know how how somebody just looking on a computer screen could know a, that much information uh, about a specific car that they might consider uh, consider buying, right? So, you know, I'd I'd like to think that it, that it would stay the same way that it is now because you know we all thrive in what we're comfortable doing. Um But uh, you know, like I said before, we're, we're all uh, adaptable people, so uh, I think that you know, a, as things change, uh, we will change and uh, continue to get better.
0: And before we wrap up, um, how is your speaking of adaptability? How is your mind adapted, say, from the start of COVID up until now? You know, um,
1: it's, I mean, to be honest, it's pretty much the same. Uh, it's, you know, it's just another thing that that's happening. I mean, none of us have seen anything like this in our lifetime. So it's really hard to, uh, you know, form an opinion one, one way or another. Right. Um, I guess, you know, I can say that I wash my hands a lot more frequently, Um, I'm a lot more cautious about, you know, uh, distance between myself and another person. Um, it's like, but I don't think much has changed other than that. Right. I mean, it's, I still show up to work. I still do the same thing that I did the day before. Um, and, and tomorrow will be the same again. Um. (laughs) little bit different. So, so we have a, a plexiglass hanging up in our office and I always feel like I'm yelling at people now um, because I'll, I'll, I'll be talking to uh, a customer and then the, my voice will reflect right off the plexiglass and hit me in the face. Right. So it sounds a lot louder than it maybe it actually is.
0: Cool. Well, Hey, uh, what is the most interesting or uh, maybe important thing uh, that you can end our uh, convo with?
1: most interesting or most important thing
0: you got one thing, one shot,
1: one shot. I don't, I don't know that I can, I don't know that I can sum everything up or, or put it everything into just one shot. It's you know, what, I, what I will tell, uh, everybody that is, uh, There's there's a big misconception about the car business from an outside perspective, right? Um, we're all human beings. We all have families. We all go home. We all put our uh, pants on one leg at a time. I, I mean, it's 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 a normal job. I mean, I mean, it really is. It's it's just customer service on on, on a different level for a different business, right? So uh I would say if you see these movies or, or uh, you know videos of, of car salesmen acting one way, I mean that's not what it is. I mean it, it, it really isn't. Um, I, I Your shirt says not selling cars, right? And that's what I, what I was talking about at the very beginning, the advice that was given to me was it's not my job to sell cars. It's only my job to help somebody find something that they would consider buying. Right. Um, that's it. I mean, that's really it. I mean,
0: well, well said, Josh, that's good stuff, man. Have a good night, buddy.
1: Yeah, you too. I'll talk to you later. Bye.